Kia ora, and welcome to Aotearoa's Opportunity, a podcast where we talk about fair pay agreements and how they can help us tackle some of Aotearoa's most urgent issues. In this podcast, everyday workers will be sharing their stories about the issues that they deal with in their industries and how we can discuss solutions that FPAs will have to offer. So, no mai, haere mai, and welcome to Aotearoa's Opportunity. I remember at the time actually seeing the owner had like an open Instagram and you just see him like on private jets and like, you know, smoking cigars and like all these really fancy stuff, which is great, you know, for him. But like, what about the workers that like can't even feed their family, you know? Pack and saves and like certain businesses, they pride themselves on being, um, you know, caring about their workers and caring about the community. And like, it was all lies. It was just not right at all. And, you know, you can't lie to the community that's shopping at your store, you know? Um, so yeah, we, we were like, no, we're not gonna have this. This is total bullshit, <laughs> to be honest. So today we're going to be talking with Shania. Uh, Shania is an organiser with First Union, which is the finance industry, retail stores and transport union, and shows that uh, anyone can be a leader in their workplace and, and win some pretty important things. Um, Shania, can you take us back to when you started out working and, and what that was like? Yeah, I started working at um, Pack and Save when I was about like 16 and um, it was pretty exciting in the beginning. Um, being like a whole new job. Um, but I, I must admit, I did see some kind of like issues um, at the time and some I experienced myself. Like um, where would essentially you'd be almost the end of your shift, you like counting down the day, not days, um, the times and stuff, for example. And, and then like your manager would come up to you and be like, hey, can you work an extra two hours? Cause we're like short staffed. Um, so stuff like that. Um, I also saw a few other things like um, bereavement leave. So like when um, one of our colleagues, like mum passed away, she didn't really get time off for that. Um, and then there were like kind of some other things around the pay and um, like my mum and her friend um, who worked there essentially, um, she was kind of like low paid and she didn't have quite enough to kind of get by essentially. Um, so this kind of inspired me to be a delegate. And then, so you, when you started working, you'd been there a little while and then you saw there was a union meeting on your side. Yeah, yeah. So um, they had like a union notice board um, in the staff room, I believe, at the time. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go to that because um, everyone else was going to it. So I thought, yeah, okay, it's all good to go to because as like a staff member, you kind of like on checkout and you don't want to, you know, muck up anything there. Um, but yeah, so I went to the meeting and then, um, yeah, we, we went for what's called like claims and stuff. So things that you want to change in the contract is what I learned in the meeting. Um, cause like claims was quite a new term, obviously. It's, well, it's, it's quite yeah. a thing you don't get talked about, about that you've got the right to get together and talk about what you'd like to see improved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, it's kind of like, um, you don't really know those things, especially when you first start in the workforce. Um, you kind of just know that you need to have a contract, that you need to get money and you, you get paid and you have breaks, you know, and such like that. But that's about it. 
Um, until you get kind of into the union space, you learn a lot more about what your rights are in the workplace, yeah. And so going to that meeting with the other workplace mates and with the local organiser was a step for you in learning a little bit more about the, how you can make change in the workplace. 100%. I remember putting my hand up for it and I think my cousin at the time did it with me, Jacqueline, um, and we just decided, yeah, like let's just do it together. And so I did it, and and then I think oh, I became um, a union delegate. So you get elected. So um, you have someone like nominate you out of the members in the meeting, and then after that, um, someone seconds it, and then you're kind of like the delegate. Um, and so that happened for me and a few others, um, so that we had some people to represent us um, at negotiations. Even at that meeting, um, some people were opposing it because I was so young um and so you know I just thought well there's no one else is gonna do it and you have to back yourself um to kind of what you want to do and so what I did essentially was like well no just because I'm young I can do it and you've got together you've just said wages the main thing you want to see improvement on wages and you went to the boss and I'm guessing just totally set straight away was like oh yeah absolutely I'm here's more money how'd that go um, no, it didn't happen like that at all. Um, I I believe at the bargaining team, um, it was like me, Ricky and uh, Jesse. And um, I believe at the time he just was like not keen on it. I believe the boss was like on his phone as well at the time. Um, and he just, he had like these other like HR-y people like, it looked very sophisticated, but um, as soon as I, you know, talk about things and, and having Mike there, obviously he was like, this is what the workers want. And we were like, yeah. And then we got to talk a little bit to it, but we kind of prepared it beforehand. So you weren't kind of put on the spot. I remember at the time actually seeing the owner had like an open Instagram and you just see him like on private jets and like, you know, smoking cigars and like all these really fancy stuff, which is great, you know, for him. But like, what about the workers that like can't even feed their family, you know, um, or, you know, not, they have to decide whether they go on a school trip or if they actually like put on the power that week type of thing. Like that's something that I really enlightened me being a delegate. And was that the kind of stories that your your colleagues were having, you know, people were struggling to make ends meet, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember um, it was really exciting being in, that, in a delegate role because, like, I knew a lot of the team. Like, some of the team members were, like, um, you know, my mum's friends or friends with my brother and stuff like that. And so you kind of knew where, you know the team and you know where they're coming from and you know they're not being, like, bullshit or anything like that. They're they're actual people and they've got things going on at home that they need help with, with like that monetary side or, you know, like uh, parents having like sick leave and stuff, you know. Was it interesting to see the different perspective from the employer to what you you were seeing on the floor? Like did he, did the owner always understand exactly how things played out as a, as a worker? Did, do you think that the, they knew that or do you think that you needed the union to be able to explain the reality for people? I 100% think that the union needed to explain it to them um, because I remember being there and they just didn't, they just didn't care. It was like, well, maybe they should, you know, have their finances checked or they should 
be a bit better with their money. But like when you're close to minimum wage and things are costing quite a bit, I definitely think that it was very selfish um, at the time. Um, yeah. So that like, we went back with an offer. Yeah. Um, so we met for a couple of days with the company and then from that point we just said, look, we're, I don't think we're in agreement. Um, well, I didn't say, obviously, the advocate said. And so we went back to the members to kind of devise what we were, you know, decide what we we're going to do from there. Um, and from that point, we, um, you know, talked about, obviously, you vote yes or no and... Um, and kind of what we thought about it as a bargaining team and what we felt about it as members. Um, and so all the members kind of get to have a vote on if they agree with it or not. And then from that point, we, um, I think we decided to do strike action, cool. um, which at the time we called industrial um, education, <laughs> which was quite cool. Because um, like the word strike obviously has like a lot of meaning to it. And so... It was nerve-wracking thinking about, oh, what does that mean for us? So for the purposes of this, mm. you were wanting to get a meaningful pay rise. Yeah, so we were wanting something that was not just like 20 cents so that they could, you know, live about, you know, have a livable life, have a meaningful life, not just go to work and come home, you know. Um, and a lot of the time it was like 10 cents or 20 cents if, you're, if you don't have a union. It's very, like, low pay rises, yeah. Cool. So you've gone back, and what was the response? What did people say when you went back with a very low pay offer that would have kept people close to the minimum wage? Um, people were pretty pissed off, to be honest. Um, they thought that the employer cared about them a lot more, and I thought, you know, like, when you're first hired, they, they're like, oh, we're such a family here, and, like, life is really good here, and we really care about our workers. And, like, seeing that side at bargaining, it just wasn't the case. Um, it wasn't that he cared at all. Um, yeah. Cool. And so you got together and you decided not to accept the offer? You- yeah. Yeah, we rejected the offer. Um, some people were hesitant, but then some... Basically, most people, like the majority was like, nah, we're not doing this. And for people who have never been through a claims process, what do you do when you've got some people who want it and other people don't? How do you how do you resolve that? Well, we just try to like talk together and be like, okay, well, if we don't and we accept this, what, what are we going to do? Like, it's not going to be a great, it's not going to benefit you, you know? Um, and we kind of talk through it and, and try to come to a solid agreement because you want to make sure everyone's on board before you do anything like industrial education or strikes or anything like that. You don't want to have someone that didn't want to go out, you know, because um, that would be unfair to them. And then from that point, um, we decided that we'd strike. Um, and so we got some, like, signs out and we went around and did a lot of... Um, did a lot of, like, picketing, I suppose, and education and, like, the whole community came in and we did, like, a sausage sizzle and um, 
we also just kind of educated a lot more people around what it was and we got like the local media involved as well. And do you think the people in Hastings supported what you were doing? 100%, yeah. Like I believe we even had some like countdown workers. We had like Etu come down and some of their like members and stuff and it was real cool. Like even though it was really scary to do strike action, it was really cool to see everyone kind of come together and be like yeah, we're going to support you, you know, Um, because retail workers are worth it, you know. Um, And we thought it would really work, and the first time round it it didn't work. But after a lot of industrial action, we got to mediation. And mediation was so terrifying. Like, industrial action is, like, one thing, but, like, mediation is, like, it's scary. It's, like, you know. And... um, I think it was really nerve-wracking and scary because of the damage that was done to his company. He was very, like, he was not happy (laughs) about being in the same room with us. Um, Because I think at that time, we, like, a lot of the business went to Countdown. Um, So, yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) But did it achieve results? 100%, yeah. And, like, eventually he got there and he understood it and even... Do you want me to say about what happened now? Sure, what happened now? Um, <laughs> spoiler, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, like, helped a lot and it got to a point where, um, yeah, we, we got to an agreement and even the years that have passed and, and then when I moved on from Pack and Save, like, they're paying really good wages now. Um, they're, I, I believe they're up at that living wage mark and they've really changed the attitude that they used to have back then. Um, yeah, it just, it turned like a hundred and 160, you know, 180. <laughs> what yeah. did it feel like you started off your union journey at a union meeting? What was it like going back and having another meeting with people to say, we've got a new proposal and it's improved? It was pretty enlightening. It was nice to see that, like, the people that had been there all this time were actually going to get something out of it. Um, And, like, it showed that the more that you, like, stick together, the more you're going to get out of it. Because ultimately, if we all went in there one by one, we wouldn't have got anywhere. Um, How did it feel emotionally for you to come back with, like, an improved offer? It felt pretty enlightening because, like, being a little 17-year-old, you know, maybe not little, I've always been very tall, but, like, you feel very small. You feel like you don't have a lot of a, a big voice like the big adults do. And, like, to come into there and be like, look what we got you, you know, it was very, very happy and um, most people were pretty pretty joyous about it, yeah. Cool. And... That was obviously pretty strained in that moment. You've had to have a big dispute to um, find ways to change people's understanding and perspectives. Yeah. But now you say it's improved a lot and the, there's much more of a respect for relationship in the store. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, 100%. So um, the owner is a lot more um, on board. He's very, like, active with, like, the union. Um, if there's any changes, like, he chats with them. Um, the union relationship and the employer there have worked so hard over the years. Um, so they've gone from a pretty, you know, um, unsettling and conflict time to, like, where they're kind of working in harmony now, which is really good. Um, and they recognise why... Um, workers are really important uh, because essentially if you don't pay your workers right they'll just leave 
and that's kind of what they experience. Or they'll join the union. Or they'll join the union, exactly. Obviously, um, but, like, if you didn't have a union there, you know, people just end up leaving. But the thing is, if you do have a union there, they can improve that workplace so people don't have to leave. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it kind of boiled down, like, how I feel about it now is more so I feel really proud of, like, you know, 17-year-old Chennai and, like, as I grew, um, I, th- I think there's a lot that's changed there um, to someone that was really nervous that wouldn't even speak up in class to, like, someone that, like, cares about, you know, the community. I, I think it was a huge, um, huge shift, but it did happen gradually, I think, and I think that helped... Um, the with the involvement of the union as well I think yeah cool so that's quite an important story about taking a workplace that was um and not it wasn't just you a lot of heaps of people played a role 100%, but as yeah. Adele you played quite a role in that as a 17 year old taking mm-hmm. a major employer from being a minimum wage employer to quite a good one mm-hmm. yeah that's cool and it had repercussions you know for like the other big supermarkets in the area, they all kind of, because there's, like, obviously three of them, they all kind of played ball with it as well, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, it just blossomed from there. And what's your job now? Um, So I'm a union organiser now. So I obviously work for First Union. And so I work predominantly, I have a lot of experience in finance uh, from working in Hawke's Bay and uh, retail and um, even before I became a union organiser I actually did a speech for year 12s um, about why you should join a union um, at Karamu so that was really cool maybe I shouldn't say Karamu I don't know it doesn't matter oh okay cool um, and like it educated a lot of them and then I remember going for the interview and it was so cool like it was so cool to like meet like the general secretary and stuff after like learning a lot from like Cheryl and stuff um because she inspired me a lot to be you know for women's rights like I always knew that women were treated differently um but yeah she inspired me heaps and so yeah I, I got the job at 19 um and then yeah like it was it was really really cool to have such a cool job where you're helping people um like working at a supermarket's really awesome but like doing the job of what a union does and like helping people understand their rights is really rewarding. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Shanae. Um, that's a really impressive and interesting story about how people change their workplaces and how unions and working people can be proactive in rebuilding work in one workplace. Yeah. Um, the problem with the laws previously has been that that stuff has been limited to one workplace. And the exciting opportunity that we have as fair pay agreements is to be able to take this sort of work and not just apply to one work site where people get together to talk about how they want their individual work site to work. But what about whole industries? How do we get all supermarket workers or or cleaners or security guards or or early childhood teachers? We should be able to have that same sort of thing for people to take leadership, to have an avenue for them to raise standards and improve things in their whole industry. And the next episode, we'll talk a bit about what fair pay agreements are and how that allows people like Shania to scale up what they, the work they do. Excellent. Thank cool. you for your time. No worries. Thank you. 
The Aotearoa Opportunity Podcast is produced by the Council of Trade Unions. The purpose of the Aotearoa Opportunity Podcast is to raise awareness about fair pay agreements and their relevance to society. All views expressed on the podcast are the opinions of the interviewees and not necessarily the opinion of their union, the New Zealand Council of Trade Unions or their employer.